Coming to you from Focus One Financial Planning in Roanoke, Virginia, this is Money Gurus, where we help you bypass financial jargon to make the most of your money. All right, welcome to another episode of our Money Gurus podcast. My name is Morgan, and I'm here today with Bo Blankenship. Uh, We're going to be talking about something we get a lot of questions about here in this office. Um, So, Bo, let's say... I've just graduated from college. I've got a new job. I'm making real money for the first time. Um, what should I be doing with that money that I make? Uh, you're right, Morgan. We do get that question a lot. Uh, and it's somewhat of a loaded question because it really does depend um, on your financial situation. So everyone is different. Um, and what I mean by different is some people have debt when they come out. Some people have student loans. Other people don't. Some people have Other type debt, whether it be credit card or uh, debt of some other nature. Uh, Some people are making a lot of money when they come out. Some people are just getting by. So it really does depend on your situation. Um, And so we would want to really look in more detail about what's going on. But I'll give you some general approaches as we go through this today. Uh, The one thing I would say before we get into more specific things is probably the most important advice that I could give and that a person would ever receive as far as financial planning and trying to be efficient with your money is to live minimally or more importantly, live below your means. So when I look at people who are retired and they're living very comfortably, if you said to me, okay, Bo, here, here's a person that's, uh, in great shape financially, in retirement, what would you say is the number one reason this person is uh, as well off as they are? And I would tell you, in every case, it's because they've lived below their means, they've saved money, uh, they haven't lived paycheck to paycheck. So that's that's the first step, is to make sure that when you are making your life decisions, you've gotten your job, Start making your life decisions. What 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 level of apartment? What type of apartment am I going to get? What type of car am I going to get? Uh, how much am I going to spend on clothes? You need to make sure that those amounts are well within your budget enough so that you would be able to, you know, save money from month to month. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to note that if you're just out of school and you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're barely getting by, that's not really going to be an option because things <laughs> right. are just so expensive. Right, right. That's exactly right. Uh, the one thing that I would tell you that every everyone needs to do, uh, no matter you know the debt situation or whatever, is create or build up an emergency fund. Uh, typically, we would like to see that as three to six months of living expenses, uh, and there's a number of reasons for that, but we would definitely like to see everyone build up a an emergency fund in case you do run into things that are unexpected, whether it be, you know, automobile uh, maintenance or uh, just some unexpected expense. And we, we do have a, a podcast on the emergency fund, but we would definitely like to see you, you build that up. So, so let's just say I make $3,000 a month and mm-hmm. my expenses are $1,800 a month. Mm-hmm. So whatever I have left over that's not going toward bills, right. what should I be doing with that money? Should I be contributing to a, a retirement account? Should I be putting it in savings? What's the right. best strategy there? Right. Well, let's assume that's a great question. And that that's exactly the path that we would go down. 
uh, as I talk with talk through this with someone who's in this position. Uh, and a lot of this is just common sense, but sometimes you need somebody else to walk you through it. But so if you have debt, for example, and uh, let's say well, let's assume for this conversation that you've already set up your emergency fund, you have cash in savings or money market, and now you have this excess money, like you're talking about. What do you do with it? Well, if you have debt, for example, where your interest rate, and I've I've seen student loans, for example, where they're they're paying seven percent interest, uh, that interest is not deductible. Uh, so you're getting think about it. That's a seven percent after tax cost to you. So rather than you take that money and invest it, for example, uh, I would want you to pay down that debt and try to get out of debt as soon as possible. So that would be that would probably be your priority. Um, again, that's what I say. Each person is different. Uh, one thing I try to tell people to to walk through and to think through is what's your life cycle look like right now? What I mean by life cycle is are you going to need money uh, in the next few years for uh, a job change, for do you need a new car, are you planning on getting married? I mean, marriages or uh, the whole ceremony is crazy expensive. Uh, Are you getting ready to buy a new house? You got to have furniture for the house. Are you planning on having a baby uh, soon? So all this stuff goes into what you should be doing with your money because if you if you need a car in 12 months you should be setting aside money for the car uh but that's but that again is being balanced between uh do you have high interest debt uh, or do you have zero debt and so that helps us make that decision so as far as a let's talk about 401ks for a second if i have a 401k through my work and they have a three percent match should I be contributing that? Should I be contributing what I can to get the full employer match? Yes, absolutely. That is one easy decision I would tell you. Anytime that you are receiving a match through your retirement plan, um, you absolutely should contribute as much as it takes to get the full match. That's almost a hundred percent of the time. I can't imagine a, a situation where you would not do that. It seems like it's just. Free money. And it is free money, absolutely. So you definitely want to do that. Um, I would tell you this, though. Sometimes the 401ks have a one-year waiting period before they will match. Now, you can you can contribute, but they don't start matching for 12 months. So that gives you 12 months to do direct the money to other places. Uh, the other thing with the 401k is um, most people, when they just get out of school, their income is is lower than it will be throughout their lifetime. So people talk a lot about the tax deduction that you get if you do put it in pre-tax. For a person just starting work, typically that tax deduction is not that valuable. It's certainly not as valuable as having cash uh, on hand and being liquid to be able to do the things that that you you want and need to do. Sure. So I, let's use me as an example. I, if I've got an extra $1,000 in my pocket, I want to spend it. I'm a spender. It's burning a hole in my pocket. What would you say to someone like me that needs to be more um, disciplined in their savings maybe? Right. So what we suggest is that there is an automatic debit 
to your checking account at the beginning of each month, or it, it, it's usually we try to work it around when you get paid so that the money, as soon as you receive the money, a certain portion of it goes to another account, whether it be savings or money market or investment brokerage account or whatever. Uh, so it needs to be automatic. I can tell you, for the majority of people, again, I've been doing this a long time, for the majority of people, if they don't have it go out automatically, they'll spend all the money, and at the end of the month, there's nothing left to save. So you want to do that. You want to, you know, you've heard the term pay yourself first. So as soon as that money comes out, make sure it goes into your savings account. Be consistent in that every month. Uh, and at least initially, initially, you would just put it in savings or checking until you build it up. Right. So, um, this has been super informative. Um, you know, I think it's hard knowing when you first make real money, you know, what do I do with it? What's it, what takes priority over, um, other things. So is, do you have any other last thoughts? Yeah. The one, the one thing I would tell you that's changed, um, significantly in the last 20 years is, is you'll see young people, uh, change jobs more often than, than they did before. And the one, I think the one thing that's not thought through is when you change jobs, even if it's your decision, you want to change job, you're looking for a job, is what's the trans, what's the transition cost to you? Meaning you have to get a new apartment, maybe you're, tra- you're traveling to another state, another city. Uh, what is that cost? And then if you get into a whole new industry, are there costs involved in this job, in this job change? So the one thing, again, I say when I've talked to young people about what's your life cycle look like over the next, say, five to seven years, uh, they don't think through the job change. And so I like I like them to have cash for transition costs so that they can make career decisions without worrying about, oh, no, if I, if I change jobs and I go two weeks without income, you know, what does that do to my budget? Uh, so if they have that extra cash, they're able to do that. Uh, and when you start adding up um, the potential uh, cash needs for a young person, again, I'll go through them again, job change, new car, getting married, house, buying a house, furniture for the house, furniture for the apartment, deposit for the, for the, for the apartment. Uh, when you think about the cost involved in those things, it is a big number. And so, I'm sure you've heard the term cash is king. Well, it certainly is for a young person that has so many life events going on and potentially going on early on. So I like for them to have a lot of cash, not in retirement accounts, that they can use for these life events. Yeah. All right, Bo. Well, this has been great. Thanks for joining me today. Um, and we'll see you on our next episode of Money Gurus. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, please shoot us an email at morgan at focus1fp.com. If you are interested in learning more about what services we offer, please visit our website at www.focus1fp.com.